The Titanic. What can we learn? The Titanic. Out of 2,200 on the ship, 1,500 passengers and crew lost their lives. Why? Why did this happen? This was the ship of dreams, taken off on its maiden voyage from Southampton, England, heading for New York. People sailed off, oh, so happy. No matter what class they were in, the Titanic had everything going for her. In fact, she was likened as a floating palace. She had the most advanced engineering and safety features of her day. Even the captain chosen to take her out to sea was the most respected and experienced one on the White Star Fleet. This was going to be his last voyage before an honorable retirement. Ironically, someone from the White Star Line made the comment after Titanic's launch from the shipyard in Northern Ireland on May 31st, 1911, that not even God himself could sink this ship. Yeah, they said that. Literally, the word unsinkable was associated with this vessel. There was just so much confidence beyond her construction. Just like today. So many of us are so confident. Our lives are just going how we want them and everything's so fine and we don't need God. Now we all know the story and have seen the movie a couple of times, but nevertheless, let's just do some what-ifs. What if the ship's lookouts had seen the iceberg in time to turn the ship and avoid it? What if her crew had heeded the warning of the icebergs in the area and slowed down rather than continuing her course full speed ahead? What if Titanic had carried enough lifeboats for all the passengers and the crew? What if the SS Californian, only 10 miles from the dying Titanic, had heard her frantic distress calls? So despite the fact that three classes of people were upon this boat, first class, second class, and third class, the ocean was no respecter of persons in swallowing all of them up. Men, women, boys, girls, old, young, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. They all drowned. And there's a parallel here. There's something spiritual that we can learn. When I first saw this movie so many years ago, oh, how I cried. I literally cried. And of course, I've seen it 20 times since and cry each time I see it. Why? Why do I cry? Not because of the storyline itself, though that's extremely good, but because of the spiritual parallel. Let me explain if I can. You see, they all sailed off so happy though in the midst of a great body of water. They were in the heart of the ocean, and it was just overwhelming, the beauty, 
Who in the world was thinking about any disaster or for that matter, any safety? The captain and the crew should have been, but the captain was asleep like many of our spiritual leaders today. We are told in Luke 21, 34 through 36, to keep alert at all times. It says, be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring on you suddenly like a trap. For it's going to come on everyone, everywhere, at once. So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and the wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. That's Luke 21, 34 through 36. You see, we have a spiritual obligation to do this for ourselves. And our leaders have an obligation to help us to watch. They are supposed to see things that we cannot see. And then they're supposed to warn us and protect us. We're supposed to be vigilant in getting and keeping our house in order so we might be prepared when Jesus returns because we know he's coming back. Now let's go back to the Titanic and look at what happened in this terrible, terrible disaster. That crew and his passengers raced forward in the darkness ignoring all signs of danger, even though danger was all around them. And on April the 10th, 1912, that 882-foot-long British luxury liner, the largest of her day, set sail from Southampton in southern England. And it was bound for New York City. It would never make it. On a clear, cold night of April the 14th, 1912, about 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland, disaster struck. And that's the thing about disaster. It gives you no warning. Many times it just comes. The passengers were partying and the crew was asleep, except two watchmen. Earlier on this fateful day, the passengers enjoyed the relaxed atmosphere. Radio messages were received from a number of ships. Oh, they had plenty of warnings. They were all in the vicinity. Warning, icebergs, icebergs ahead, icebergs, icebergs. But the captain said, still, go full speed ahead. Go full speed ahead. My God, they just said icebergs ahead. The captain said, go full speed ahead. Is anybody listening? The SS Californian was only 10 miles. 10 miles away. And it had enough sense to sit there stationary for the night because of the icebergs. It radioed his last warning at around 11.30 p.m. 
the Titanic radio operator Jack Phillips was busy relaying personal messages from passengers to a relay station at, at Cape Race in Newfoundland. And he literally told the warning vessel operator to shut up. Wow. He said he already knew there were icebergs out there. And he didn't need to hear his warnings. And he didn't even bother telling the captain. There was no storm. No ocean swell. So if your lookout on top of the ship didn't see something, you were in dire straits. What have our spiritual leaders missed today? Causing so many families to sink, including their own. Yes, Satan can promise us the world. Yes, we can have big fine churches with fancy carpet and pews and a decorated vestibule. Oh, some of our churches are so beautiful, just like the Titanic. But what about our marriages? What about the people in the church? Our families, our souls. It's one thing to look beautiful, but how are you really? Things in this world can look so attractive, but we have to keep our eye on the prize, the prize of the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is nothing the devil won't give you if you don't deny him. The question is, have you lost sight of the Lord Jesus? So many of us are caught up in our jobs, in our communities, in our luxuries, in our clubs, and so forth and so on. And, and, and where does the growth of Christ fit in? What about our marriages? What about our families? What about our children? What about evangelism spreading the gospel around the world as God told us to do? Where does all this fit in? Where is the love of Christ in helping people, homeless teens, widows, and orphans? Is it in any way unclear today that we are in dark waters? Haven't we been warned of icebergs in the area? With all of these things going on, shootings in elementary schools, theaters, Walmart, churches, isn't there a 51% divorce rate even in the church? Isn't teen pregnancy at an all-time high? Aren't opiates used regularly now and killing people left and right? So we go from drugs in our veins to drugs that we get from the pharmacy? <laughs> Does it make it any better? Then why are we still dancing and the band still playing? like no danger exists. Why are we still full speed ahead? Oh, we're just drinking, falling down, getting up, drinking more, as if driving under the influence and cirrhosis of the liver, and uh, uh, they don't even matter. As if dysfunctional families don't exist. We're just having a good time. We work and work waiting for the weekend. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Rose said to Jack, Jack, it's not for you to save me. 
Only I can do that. Wow. When will we alter the courses of the ship? When it's too late? Do we have to crash first? Or will we heed the warnings? You see, for some of us, impact is imminent. Here's the scary part. After the impact, some of us act like nothing has happened. We've already lost relationships. We've already lost marriages. We've already lost children. And we just go on with our lives like we didn't learn from our mistakes. We tell ourselves, just like on the Titanic, it's only a little iceberg. The crew told the passengers of the Titanic, oh, we hit a little ice, a little ice. It's no big deal. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> really? You saw the picture. Of course, the reality was that they had struck a major iceberg underwater and it had ripped off the bottom of the ship. Some of our lives, the whole bottom is coming out and we act like everything is fine. God's been telling us over and over and over again since 2,000 years through all of the Bible, get your life together. Give your life to Christ. And we're just not listening. Oh, but reality is setting in. <laughs> On the ship bridge, the full horror of that what had happened has begun to sink in. The captain, the ship's builder, Thomas Andrews and Bruce Islam, the CEO of the White Star Fleet, they couldn't believe what happened. Isn't it ironic how you can't believe something and yet it's so true? It's right before you, it's ever before your eyes. It's as big as day and yet you have trouble accepting it. What you have done has ruined our marriage. What you have done has destroyed this family. If you had not done such and such, we would still have a company. You just don't get it, do you? There's no getting around it. We are not going to make it. That iceberg ripped off six watertight steel compartments. If it was only four damage, it could have made it, but six were destroyed and there's no way this ship is going to make it to port. It was a mathematical certainty that this ship was going to sink. And the only thing that wasn't certain was the amount of time it had left. Would it be two or three hours? And at 12.05 on April the 15th, the order was given to put the lifeboats out. Now get this, there had been no previous lifeboat drills, no warnings, no preparation. Not only so, tragically the passengers learned what the Titanic administration already knew. There were not nearly enough lifeboats for everyone to be rescued. There were no bells, no alarms, even though imminent danger was crouching like a lion on an unsuspecting fog. 
We go from day to day, week to week, and we act like everything's just fine. People are dying all around us. Just like the Bible said, you know, that there would be earthquakes in divers places, wars and rumors of wars, and, and, and we would have race wars, and, what, and we just ignoring it all. And then it's not even funny. The band played on, just like today. Just like today, the band plays on. People kept doing what they would normally do, as if nothing was about to happen. The band said they played to keep everybody relaxed and calm. But look at the parallels. People were dancing, drinking, while death was imminent. Some people didn't even want to put on a life jacket. Today, people don't want to hear the truth. They'd rather do what they want to do. They'd rather party. They'd rather drink. They'd rather have a good time. Whatever happens, happens. And soon that great ship had taken on so much water, it began to tilt. The deck tilted more and more until ultimately the stern of the ship was lifted completely out of the water. Finally, the ship was torn asunder while their wives watched from 200 yards away. And at 2.20 a.m., two hours and 40 minutes after colliding with the iceberg, the great Titanic sank into the depths of the ocean. People in the lifeboats watched this as 1,500 helpless people flapped about in that frigid water until they quickly succumbed to hypothermia and exhaustion. Those in the lifeboat watched as their husbands, their children, their friends drowned in those perilous waters. One lifeboat went back, picked up three people. All others in the water were already dead. How many churches are still singing, playing music, having meetings while families are dying? Marriages are flailing. Teens are having babies. Boys are joining gangs. Boys and girls don't know what they want to be, what sex they want to be. My God, aren't dysfunctional marriages and families a sign of an iceberg? Is anybody sounding the alarm? Watchmen? Watchmen, what do you see? Why aren't the lifeboats themselves filled to capacity? Over 470 more people could have been put on these boats. Did the ship seem safer because it was bigger and better than floating on the, the Atlantic in a little boat? Did they not realize that the demise of the ship was certain? Today, so many people are going full speed into the darkness as if they're oblivious to the growing danger. Is no one aware we're taking on water in our personal lives, our marriages, and our families? 
We're tilting. We have uprooted our very foundation by removing scripture and prayer in our schools. We didn't used to have shootings in schools, and now we have several shootings a year. We have rejected God at every turn, and in so doing, we have just endangered ourselves, and we are tilting. This is part one of Faith Worth Finding, Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware.